Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Katie Minkus with Hawaii Life Real Estate Brokers, and we are recording a procast this morning with Pam Deary, who is one of our brokers from the Big Island. Good morning, Pam. How are you? Good morning, Katie. I'm great. Where are you this morning? <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk in my house, uh, my home in Oregon that I spend time uh, spend my summers at. So I'm broadcasting from Jacksonville, Oregon. Nice. Well, I'm really <laughs> glad that you're with us this morning. <laughs> so, um, you know, you were one of the first agents that we hired, um, I should say brokers, sorry, on the Big Island um, <laughs> back in 2009. I, I think you were number three. Is that correct? Yes, I think that's, I think so, three or four, I'm not sure, but. Number three or four, yeah, I, I recall yeah. that. And, yeah. and my recollection is that we had known each other um, from the business, but the first time we really had a discussion was on the uh, court ste- courthouse steps in Kona. <laughs> Do you remember I that? I remember, oh yes, of course, and actually it was the beginning of a great relationship, and it was a changing point in my career. Got it. Yeah. Well, that was the first time I had been to the courthouse steps for sure. Um, that was definitely an interesting time with all of the short sales and foreclosures and um, probably the most unusual way that I've ever met somebody <laughs> who eventually came to work with us. So you definitely have that distinction. Um, so here's the thing. You and I um, have obviously known each other a long time, and, and we have had a lot of laughs together, and, and I think a lot of people out there would say you're a very funny person. So let's get that out of the way first. Tell me what your uh, funniest PG-rated story is from the last um, seven, eight years uh, here uh, with Hawaii Life. Do you have one for me? Uh, no, the, I've thought about that um... I don't know that I have anyone. I would like to share one with you. It was actually a few years before my Hawaii life experience, and it just has to do with being in the business. So anyway, if I can share this quick one with you. I, yeah, I please do. To, <laughs> took a client to uh, who was insistent to see this house for a second showing that the sellers didn't want us to be there and because she wasn't going to be home. And they have a five-year-old and a couple of other kids that were teenagers. So anyway, my client was a rock star. And, uh, the little girl, the five-year-old, was not in the least bit impressed. And uh, <laughs> apparently, because as he went to step over her while she was watching cartoons or television, she bit him in the ankle. I mean, her blood <laughs> oh bit <God>. him. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is not even a dog. His instinctive reaction was to bite her back. <laughs> and he was going to bite her. He jumped on the ground and went for her leg. <laughs> and oh, my God. He, fortunately, I was able to stop him by kicking him. And it's like, here, get away from her. I kicked him away. I said, you know, it's not really in your best interest. If you want to buy this house, to be in a civil suit against the owners from a biting contest. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, he did buy the house and he didn't sue, but I can tell you that he did help to get stitches. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. The things that happened to us. <laughs> it is indeed. It's like you, you just think that we have such a mild job that we go out, show the houses, dream world is, they ride it up by the next morning, you just, you know, a week later, you get paid thousands of dollars for nothing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> except a bite in the leg. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, let me tell me a little bit about um, sort of your background. I mean, I, I tell people you've been in this business forever, which maybe isn't so flattering. But um, I know that you've held um, just about every position I think possible um, in this industry. You've owned your own company. You owned a staging company. You've been broker in charge. You've been principal broker. Uh, you've worked at a lot of different um uh, what I want to say, the developments um, here in Hawaii, and I would guess elsewhere, I know that you've held licenses in other states. Give us a little background about, you know, your your path in real estate. I think you've pretty much covered it. <laughs> I started out, I would like to say, um, probably, let's just say early 80s and leave it at that, in, uh, in the Bay Area. I was in the East Bay Area and sold real estate uh, um, close to uh, Lawrence Livermore, nuclear lab. So you get involved with the Lawrence lab people. And then I worked with the police department. And again, those are really tight groups. So if you get yeah. in with one of the police officers of the Fremont police department, pretty, pretty much you're the referral person for all of them because you can be trusted. So yeah. my days back then in the eighties were there in California. From there, I moved up to Oregon and uh, worked for Remax and a couple of other large companies, Coal Banker, and um, that was, I don't even remember what year that was, but anyway, it's probably 10 years after I was in the Bay Area. And, and then I started my own company, which was a little boutique company. There were going to be three of us, and I ended up having 10 of us and took on a couple of small developments and then took over a, nice. a sized one. Uh, it was it was interesting. Then I decided to come back to Hawaii, having lived in Hawaii when I was younger, and and came back and and to the Big Island and decided to go into just some outlying residential type stuff, single family residential and went, moved up to Hobby, went to work for a very small boutique company. And it was a matter of maybe eight or 10 months at the most that I was realizing that the money was a little better for me if I was in the resort market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I switched over and came down to work in the resort market, which is, of course, what I was doing when you and I met on the courthouse steps when the short sales started and um, jumped jumped immediately to come with Hawaii Live. But that's kind of been the, the saga of my, you know, three states. I still do hold a, a license broker's license in Oregon as well and, and handle some apartments and things there. But um, been at Hawaii Life and been on the big island since, oh gosh, I guess it's been 13, 14 years now. Wow. Well, you've definitely seen some changes, that's for sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, so you were, again, you were one of the first people that we hired here on the big island and um, you know, we were a handful. I think we had most of our first meetings um, in my living room. <laughs> tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about what those early days were like. What was the market like? What was it like to be with this, you know, very small um, company, uh, especially as compared to what it is now? Actually, I liked it. I liked it when we all got together on our living rooms. It, it was uh, easy then. There were only, like you say, the four of us, except when Matt Winston or Justin flew over, and that was like a big crowd. You know, we, we shared cars. We loaned our cars to the guys, at least I did, and um, even loaned out yeah. my rental house when they came over. Of course, not that any of us was poor, but it's hard starting up. But there was a, a really tight-knit group, and I felt that we did really well. I mean, it, it grew rapidly, yeah. of course. But, um, but the market back then in 2009 was flat. 
we had lots of time to have meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I just told somebody the other day, I feel like for the first two, maybe two and a half years, I don't think we sold anything that wasn't a short sale. No, absolutely not. And that's how I ended up coming to Hawaii Life because the company that I was with, whose name I shall not mention, said that they wanted to stay out of this short sale market because it was um, disreputable and, and not you know, it was something that we just wanted to rise <laughs> above. And I'm going, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You sold these homes to people, but now you don't want to help them resell them because you want to stay out of it. It's dirty hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and then, of course, they were, they were going to eat. I mean, there was nothing else to sell. So. No, no, it wasn't a matter of six months to a year that, that the uh, owner of the, you know, the principal broker of the company came to me and said, well, you're doing short sales. You're doing well with short sales. We see you in the closings. I'm like, well, yeah, i got to keep eating. <laughs> and they asked me if I would come back to the company and run their short sale department. I was like, um, wow. no, no, I don't think so, because as soon as these are <laughs> over, you're going to sweep it out. So Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, but that, that was the market back then. It was short sales, and I think my first year I did 17 of them. And when you're on the phone literally on hold for hours every day waiting for, you know, coordinators and things, and it, it was a nightmare. I mean, I am so happy those are done. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I feel like we were up at 4.30 in the morning, and, you know, the paperwork, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and having to refax the 25 pages every hour until somebody oh, well, finds it. Well, not only faxing it, some of the companies wouldn't allow the faxes, and so you would have to put together about a two-inch binder of paper and send it to them in express mail, so, and then they'd say they got it or didn't get it. So it, it was it was a challenge. It was definitely challenging, that's for sure. So, um let, let's talk a little bit about the difference between, you know, those those early days when it was a handful of us before we even had an office and, and then um, now, I mean, you know, Hawaii Life now is over 200 agents um, statewide and um, obviously we've grown and changed and matured, but I, I hope that we still have some of the, you know, good things are still um, from those early days are, are still part of the company. What, what, what ways would you say that, you know, we're still the same or, um, that the work we're doing is maybe even better now. I can still pick up the phone or look on Google Chat um, and get a hold of anyone, including Matt, Justin, or Winston, at any time, and they'll answer my call. And to me, that's invaluable because usually when you have a company the size that our company has grown to be, you're, you're in a queue, you're in a lineup if you want to talk to somebody, but you have like three or four people that you have to go through in order to get to someone. I can yeah. text Matt as owner of the company, and he'll respond to me within two to five minutes. I uh, yeah. can't talk right now. Call me in 20, or I'll call you when I'm done, or he'll just pick up the phone. To me, that's invaluable, and I feel that um, I'm sure that he does that with everyone, but I'm really positive he does it with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not known for um, – oh, my goodness. So sorry about that. Hang on. <laughs> Let me move. Sorry. My other phone is going off. Um, oh, no. You're not – 
I know, crazy, and I don't know how to turn it off. Um, you're not known for holding back your opinion, so, um, but of course, that is very valuable, and, you know, I'm not going to speak for Matt, but I will speak for myself yeah. to say that, um, you know, it, it is important for us, I think, uh, especially as we've gotten so big, to listen to what people like you are willing to say, you know, and I, I want to tell you, I really have appreciated that about you over the years. Um, because, you know, some of our best ideas that we've gotten have been um, because people like you are willing to speak up and say, hey, you know, I'd like to see this change, or how about we try this, or, um, you know, that sort of thing, and my guess would be that that's definitely continued in in Matt's mind and Winston, and, you know, you've been a valuable contributor, so thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I know I've counted on you a lot, so I, I appreciate everything you've done for me personally. Well, um, you've all okay. supported me so fabulously, and I really appreciate that, too. Well, good. It's a it's a nice um, partnership, that's for sure, mm-hmm. collaboration. Um, let's change the topic a little bit. Um, you were on stage for uh, Workshop 4 um, with uh, on a panel of people, and I was fortunate enough to moderate that panel. Uh, uh, very few people have been on stage at Workshop, and, you know, hundreds of people have been. W- what's that experience like, what it's like to be up there talking about, you know, your business and your perspective in, in front of all those people? Nerve-wracking, of course. <laughs> of <laughs> I mean, course. I've been on stage many times in different things throughout my life, but, uh, you know, aside from the obvious physical things, are, are my legs crossed right or, you know, <laughs> what, what, does everything look okay? Is my hair right? Is there anything hanging off me that's not supposed to be? Those types of things aside, the nerve-wracking yeah. part of it is that there are so many people in the audience that, um, I know I know what I'm doing in life and certainly in my career. Well, maybe. Um, but I think that <laughs> there's always that thought that somebody else knows something differently or is not going to be in agreement with what you say. And all you can do is speak your opinion, of course, and give your yeah. your background, your history to people so that they can maybe learn from you especially. Um, but I'm always feeling like, I'm better in the audience because I'm going to learn more with my ears than I am, my mouth open, and my mouth open so much that I'm, <laughs> I, you're just not sure what you can glean from me, you know. You're not sure if you're worthy to be up there and speaking. Yeah, yeah, understood. And and that's a really good point. I mean, I think that's a, a great piece of advice for anybody in this business is um, basically, you know, I learn more with my mouth shut and my ears open than I do talking. Yes. Um, I'm guess I'm guessing that has served you well through your career, <laughs> for sure. I don't know. We all know I'm not afraid to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Um, so uh, when we were on stage, um, I I know you know one of the things that agents I think in the in the audience are always looking for is sort of like your you know your one um, bullet and, and we all know that there's no silver bullet in this business, but um, let, let's, uh, let's play a little game here. Let's talk about marketing. So if you were to pick one marketing um, technique that you feel has served you the best over these years, um, what would it be? Are we sitting open houses, postcards, blogging, print ads, um, you know, parties? Is there one thing that you could point to, to say, if you don't do anything else, do this. I think for me, I'm a people person. I don't do, I, I don't do all, I don't do them all. That's all there is to it. I know for me, yeah. it's open houses. I am way better to be in front of a person. I 
think that my presence is such that I am able to listen listen to people and give them the advice, ask the right questions to determine what they want. Um, so to me, it is open houses. I've actually sold homes that I've been in uh, from specifically wow. there at the open houses, which is kind of rare in our business. But I've also yeah. picked up so many clients and so many listings from other people because, uh, like I say, for the last 14 years, I've been primarily in the resort market and you see the same people over and over and over. Well, they get familiar with seeing you as well and they go, oh, hey, Pam, can you uh, tell me about this one? Tell me about that. And and they're used to seeing me there. So to me, it's open houses. That is my best avenue. And it was was that always true from the very beginning of your career in California and in Oregon or Absolutely. Um, is it something that you absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Face interesting. Face. I'm best face to face. Yeah, yeah, and it's great that you know that about yourself as well. You know, it's so important for us to know how we operate best. Um, and because if you're operating best, then you're giving the best you can to your clients. You know. Yes. Um, what about um, your what What about one piece of advice for, especially for new agents, whether they're newly licensed or they're you know new to Hawaii? You had that experience of coming over from um, another state with a license and being new here to Hawaii. Do, do you have one piece of advice for new agents? Pick an area, just pick an area and work it. Figure out which of the marketing aspects is your best feature or your best choice, whatever you're going to stick with. But pick an area and stick with an area. You'll grow just because. But if you try and do like the whole island or even all of Kona or whatever, you just have to pick an area and become an expert in that area. That's great advice. I couldn't agree more. That's really great. And, And know the inventory in that area and how easy that is when you pick an area versus trying to do everything. Yeah, being able to have that knowledge off the tip of your tongue and how many, how many, you know, have what units have garages, what units do this, what where you can't barbecue, having that information in your head rather than oh, you know, I let me get back to you on that, let me get back to you on that. It's invaluable. Yeah. The more you yeah. know, the better you're going to be able to serve your your buyers and sellers. Right. Exactly. Well, that's, those are great pieces of advice. Thank you. Um, let's let's talk. Let's go back just a little bit. I've only got a couple more questions for you, but um, what? Tell me, what's been your biggest challenge um, with Hawaii life o- over these years? So, and we've we've gone through a lot. I think we've been through. You know, we're on our third CRM, which I don't. Hopefully, we're not changing. <laughs> this was really great. <laughs> we love sales. Well, I have to say, right there, you hit it on the head. The technological advancements in the company, as well as the industry, are my personal challenge. Um, mm. You know, I think I've come a long way, but I know there's so much more to, <laughs> to learn. That I I use an assistant, and I do what I do best, which is the direct contact with my clients and leave a lot of the things that I do find to be challenging to her, though I still need to be able to overview everything that she's learning. Um, sure. Gosh, you know, uh, that to me is, I think that our company is fabulous, and but there are always new and because they are ever-growing, so there are always new things. To me, to try and keep up with all of those things and serve clients, um, old dog, new tricks, you call it what you will. <laughs> I just am going to choose to say that's, that's the uh, the only bugaboo I have, the hardest one for me. And, again, that's one of those things that I recognize in me, so I do the parts that I need to do and still stay uh, on my game, but try not to dwell on the fact that I can't get all the technology. 
Yeah, I, I can totally see that. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't even think it's um, – I don't even think it's a, you know, oh, I grew up with computers versus, you know, I saw the MLS when it was, you know, in print form. Um, yes. I, I think – I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, you know what you do best. You know how you best serve your clients. You've said it, you know, in front of them, face-to-face, on the phone. You know, these are the things that you're good at and the way that you serve your clients best. And – you know, I, I do see this. It's not that the it's not that you couldn't learn the technology. It's that it's a challenge because it's not necessarily what you do best in terms of serving your clients. And yet, it's frustrating because it's so necessary. Obviously, right. in today's world, exactly. yeah. So finding an assistant who can do those parts of the business um, on your behalf that you uh, it's just not your skill set or it's not something you're interested in is so very important. I think. I mean, could you have done what you've done in the last few years without an assistant? No, absolutely not. It's so important, so definitely important. Um, tell me one thing. Uh, well, you already sort of said what you appreciate the most about Hawaii life. I- anything other than being able to reach out to leadership right away? I mean, that's you know a good thing from the past that's continued. Do you do you have um, anything else that you appreciate most about the the company, let's say, or how we're positioned in the market, or anything like absolutely. that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, really, the best thing that I've noticed about Hawaii life. The ability to rise above the crap and stay on moral high ground. You know, back in the mm. beginning, we were dubbed an internet company, and there were other <laughs> agents and companies that trash talked and the expectations we would fail. And I think that that Matt, Winston, and Justin were so committed to succeed that they held the focus and created a really strong, reputable, successful company that I'm really happy to be associated with. I don't think that they could have done that if they weren't those strong moral people to begin with, but in yeah. fact, they were able to turn the other cheek or turn the blind eye and just go, you know what, Just there's always going to be competition, good, bad, otherwise there's always going to be slander. And they really kept us focused on trying to avoid the negative and do what we do. And it was more of proof, just prove it, you know, hush, you can't say you're the best, prove it, prove it. And that's what they did, and I really appreciate that about them as people um, mm-hmm. and le- and leaders of our company. You know, yourself yeah. included, Katie. You've done a remarkable job in your in your position as well. But I think you know, stemming from the top, um, I, I think that you know we've gone through a lot of changes. People have come and gone, et cetera. And you know, I think that they've held their ground and still are very stable and um, stalwart in in their personal lives. And that shows. Yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah, <clears throat> it definitely starts from the top. And I, I'm, I'm been saying lately. I, I, it's so for me the satisfaction along exactly what you said is that you know we've achieved this level of success without you know lying, stealing, or cheating. <laughs> There's well, so much they gray give area. Back. They give back to the community. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they give back. It's the pay it forward, give it back. However you want to say it. The other thing I really appreciate is. Back in the day when we were taking leads on the phone and we had so many thousand every month, I was on the <laughs> phone. I volunteered to take phones. The thing I most appreciate right now about all of that is we have people to do all that stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't so like answering the phone when somebody says, I want to move I from love Louisiana it, to You know, Hawaii. I had time then. It, back then right. it was 2008 or nine, and, and sure. I, you might as well talk on the phone because it was really, really slow back then. But yeah. I learned a lot about taking phone leads and stuff. And when I do 
um, occasionally, not all the time, take some phone leads, certainly for my area, I'm always happy to help because I know what it's like for the person answering the phone. It's like, sure, yeah. can you take this? Can you take this? Because she's probably got 10 more lined up. I'll go, you know, if I'm on and my light on our chat windows is green, and I'll say, sure, let me see what I can do to help. But yeah. we have people that do all of those things now, so so I'm appreciating <laughs> that too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy, I can relate to that. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> okay. the, the pioneer um, days. The pioneer days. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, so last question for you. um, And then, of course, if there's anything else you'd love to say, please um, speak up. I know you will. Um, So you've seen a lot of changes over the years um, in this industry. I mean, obviously, you know, the the change seems to be accelerating. Um, Maybe that's just aging from my perspective. But um, you know, and it's continued. Uh, I think, you know, the industry itself is even so different today than it was, um, you know, in 2009. Do you, do you have any sense for where this industry is going, where we're heading? Um, what's sort of next on the horizon for us? Well, I think it's already, it's in the works and is well underway. I think that it is automated. I hate to say it in that respect, but because I do feel that the business is a people business, but I think that there are so many people that are so used to getting what they want going online and want to buy a house at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can get all of the information you want. Um, So I I do think that the industry is still becoming more and more automated, but what Mm -hmm. people are finding is just by getting the phone call when you um, leave a message, we'll call you back type of thing. It's still a people business, and I think that while it is trending that way, you'll find, and I know probably 85% of my business now is repeat and referral business. I don't really take much for leads anymore, and I think that I uh, would have to say that that business is coming back around to me because it is a, yeah. it's a people business, and those people know you, and they go, okay, let's call Pam because we used her six years ago, five years ago, my brother's uncle's relative, whatever did. So (laughs) I think that comes back around. And while we are automated, you still have to remember that we're people, and that makes a lot of difference. You like to talk to a live person, not a machine. Yeah, when you're ready to talk to someone, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't see that it's – all it's going to do is continue to evolve, but it's not going to really change in that respect. Got it. Got it. Well, that's a a really great perspective. So um, we're hitting the 27-minute mark, and as usual, I like to, you know, keep us on (laughs) time and and, um, respect your time. I appreciate you taking the time this morning so much to talk with us and share your mana'o and um, some of your perspectives. Any any last words, anything you'd like to say? No, I'm going to leave you at peace with that. <laughs> no, thanks, Katie, for letting right me participate. On. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Pam. We, we appreciate you. Aloha. Okay, aloha. Aloha.